Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Nerd Herd Comic Book Club. Your number one stop for stellar reviews of volumes, arcs, or stories that us or yourselves choose. You can find us live every Wednesday on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch, and the replay on all podcast networks. Take a seat, get yourselves and your opinions ready, as it's time to join the herd. But first, please put your hands together for your hosts, Shane, Phil, and Scott, as they kick off this week's discussion. Hello everyone, welcome to the Nerd Herd Comic Book Club. My name is Scott and as always I'm joined by Philip over here. Hello. Shane over here. Ahoy hoy. And our special guest today, our Herd's Choice winner from last week. He's chosen the book that we're going to be talking about today. It is Pete from Triple G Comics. All right, everybody all right? All right, good, thank you mate. How are you? Very well, thank you. Excited to be here. I can see you wearing your... Nerd Herd hoodie. Yes, it's nice to have you very much. Looks, <laughs> it looks brilliant. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, you've you've been you've been watching us for so long. We've been you know we've been involved with you for so long, and it's actually awesome that we finally get to have you on. You've won a Herd's choice. You've picked a you know a very popular book, and yeah. we're really excited to talk about it. I nearly said my actual opinion, and you know, a popular. <laughs> I didn't say cool or bad. Um, a popular book. Um, but yes, but let's tell everyone what we are talking about today. We are talking about Stray Dogs from Image Comics, uh, released in 2021, issues 1 to 5, written by Tony Fleeks, art by Trish Forstner, and coloured by Brad Simpson. There we go, that's what we're going to be talking about today. A lot of people know about this book. There was massive hype when it came out originally, and... Um, I think it's a, I think it's a good choice to have on the nerd herd, to be honest. Um, but Pete, as you are the special guest and you chose this book, would you please mind telling everyone uh, what the book is about, and then we'll say hey. Yeah, sure. So um, I'll read off the synopsis from the back. So it says, "Meet Sophie, a dog who can't remember what's happened. She doesn't know who she's, how she's ended up in the house. She doesn't recognise any of these other dogs. She knows something terrible has happened, but she just can't record. Wait, where's her lady?" And basically this story is, um, as I'm sure we're going to go into, is about a number of dogs in a house that are kind of discovering, as the story goes on, why they're there and what's happened to them to make them in this house. Great. Nailed it. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, let's go ahead and say hey to everyone that's here or popped in. So we've got Martin. Even all, hope you have a great show tonight. I'll have to watch it back later as I'm currently out at the moment. Great. Have a good night. See you later. Uh, James, Excelsior, fellow nerds. I'm really glad he's changed it from the yo, yo, yo in the house. Uh, <laughs> it's getting hard, that was. Highland G is here. Hey, G. Uh, and we've got uh, the Funky Games, Liam. Howdy ho. And we've got Past Point Comics as well. He he literally just says, Peter. That's it. <laughs> no hey. Efren <laughs> from over in San Diego. Hello. Uh, there we go. So that's who we've got so far. Anyone else lurking around, do pop in and say hi. Uh, we're a nice bunch. But anyway, uh, who should we who should we start with? <laughs> um, who, should, who should we start with? Philip, Philip or Shane? Shane, kick us off, please. What did you think? What were your initial thoughts of the book? Um, uh, my initial thoughts is was why does Peter hate us and why does Peter <laughs> want me to cry and why does Peter hate dogs? 
<laughs> I do. I. I, my, I, I enjoyed it um, for what it was. It's very sad. Um, I don't enjoy animals being hurt, tortured. Like I don't enjoy any of that. Like I'm a horror fan. You know this. I love faces dropping from ceilings and blood and gore as long as it's human. When it comes to animals, I am not okay with it. So I was glad that most of that was off the screen. Like you didn't see any oh, of that. Yeah. It was just heavily implied. So I'm very thankful they could have gone for that route and they didn't. And I just, I thought it was a really good confined story. You know, it's set in the house, just from the dog's point of view. And I thought they did really, really well. I have a question for Sheen, if this is okay. okay. If you were being chased by like an alligator and you're walking your dog, like, would you throw, no, would you not just throw your dog at the alligator so you can get more time to get away? No! Oh, okay. I would... Just me then? <laughs> I want, right, I have a scar on my leg, okay, from when I was eight years old and I stepped in front of my dog when another dog attacked my dog. Okay, so I put myself between my dog and an attacking dog. I think you're doing things so, wrong. I've got a question. <laughs> if you're walking along and you're being chased by an alligator and there was a pram nearby, would you throw the pram? <laughs> Is there a baby in the pram? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Take the baby out first. There's a chihuahua. Babies are easier to throw than prams, isn't they? Oh dear me! There's a chihuahua in the pram. That's it's 2022. The chihuahua's in the pram. Throw the pram at the alligator. Save yourself. I'd throw the yeah. owner. Throw the owner of the pram at the alligator. <laughs> Shane brings up a really good point. Um, there are some maybe uh, very avid animal lovers uh, in this community, so we are going to bring up a little trigger warning to say if this is a topic that's sensitive to you, then maybe uh, don't watch. Um, yeah, this can, I, can I just reiterate as well that I obviously asked this question, but I do not like to see harmed any living being, man, woman, child, or animals or dogs, except cats. I don't like cats. <laughs> Oh my god! All right, but what did you think of the book, Phil? Um, it was—it's a weird one because it's quite clever, but quite simple. As in clever, like it's like okay, so it's like a serial killer, and it's like this could be an episode of like uh, Criminal Minds, and you have the BAU coming in to investigate. Mm. But it's all from like a perspective of the dog, and obviously that's like the dogs are the pets of the people he's killed type of thing so like it's a good way to tie it all in but yet it was very simple and it was a very speedy read was, like super was... quick probably the quickest read i think i've ever read yeah. to be honest it was it was kind of creepy when you realize that the dogs that he's keeping are like the the dogs of the women he's, he's murdered and it's it's a really weird like trophy you know the, you know they say like you know serial killers or whatever they take um you know, yeah, things from their victims to to remember them, I guess, whatever. But um, you know, this is a really weird trophy to take. They yeah, take their he, pets. Like loads of, he had a trophy room with all the stuff from the from his victims. Oh yeah, that's true. And so, like, but, I mean, we don't know why he was killing these people. No, Maybe we they were yeah, abusing yeah. their animals, and he was actually killing them and saving the animals. Yeah. See, Maybe. no, come and get excuses for this. Because you love animals. I mean, this is why I mentioned Criminal Minds. Have you ever watched an episode of Criminal Minds? It's called yeah. the BAU, the Behavioral Analysis Unit. They have a pro they profile a serial killer, and this profile would be this guy likes. I'm assuming single women with pets, who he can maybe use his dogs to get to, get to know them, like meet the, have that meet you, and meet them and whatever else, and then 
he feels or they feel safe and he kills them. That's his profile. But we don't see that. Like we say, he follows them. So he might see them abusing the animal. And so he kills them and takes the animal. We, we don't know what his motives are. Well, it could be the, either or. But so then you think the, he's the hero of the story, Shane? <laughs> but then it's, the animals obviously remember their owners and remember what happened and they're not quite happy about it so it's uh, i think it's fair to say that that didn't happen he was just a serial killer mm. and a sicko okay um so pete uh you chose the book um why why did you choose this book for the nerdhood so so this is a, a book that i'd heard a lot being said about a couple of years back everybody was talking about it um and i got obsessive like i think a lot of people bought a lot of the covers because yeah. the art homages to horror movies are just stunning absolutely stunning um and i got the book for christmas and i think i completely agree with what you said phil it's an incredibly quick read i read this in one sitting i read the first chapter and i thought Ugh, not not sure this is for me the art style things like that just weren't wasn't really playing to us and then all of a sudden, I just couldn't stop reading. And I just kept page after page. And it's one of the first books in a long time where I've really had that kind of um, stomach churning feeling, not wanting to turn. There's a bit in the book later on we'll talk about, I'm sure. I, I didn't want to turn the page because I kind of knew what we we're going to see. And I just loved it. I, I liked that kind of feeling to it. Um, I like a good horror story. I love animals. I defy anybody to read this and not get a bit choked up at, at points. Um, and I think that's probably the thing for me. I can read, Christ, a hundred, a thousand comic books and not feel anything. It's just a comic, right. it's a story. This actually made us stop and really feel something. It was like watching a good drama or a good, you know, story. So yeah, I just loved it. And also, I mean, I, I'm, I'm sure you guys know this has been picked up by Robert Downey Jr.'s animation studio. Uh -huh. So they're going to make a cartoon in the Disney style of this story, oh, for adults, which oh. um, I think will be amazing. Wow. Yeah. So no, speaking no. of um, speaking of how it looks, so the artist of this is Trish Forstner. Um, if if anyone doesn't know, um, she is also the artist for the My Little Pony stuff. Yeah. Um, so this kind of this is a really interesting spin on like what to use her art style on. Yeah. You know, Tony Fleeks must have come up to her and gone, "I've got this really uh, twisted horror story, but." I want, I want it to look all really, really cute. Um, and I think you're the one for the job. And she said, yes. You know, like I can imagine drawing My Little Pony over and over again can get a bit tiring and you may want to change. So this might have been a really cool change of her, but in that style. Not only does she want to change, she wants to kill those ponies, but can't. So this is her, this is her <laughs> chance. She this wants to kill those ponies. This is her venting. Like she wants to do horrible things to those ponies. And it's her, it's her chance. Yeah, there is that, that classic episode of My Little Pony where she turns them all into glue, isn't there? That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you look really closely, when he feeds the dog in this, Phil, they are actually the My Little Ponies just ground up into me. And just that'll be a great connection. Sparkle sunshine's in the first bowl and then rainbow bright is in the second. <laughs> I'm not even uh, shocked that you know the names of some things. I, I made up. I don't know the. I made. I know Rainbow Bright. I don't know the other one. That made, that you said Sparkle. Off. I got this one. <laughs> okay, Connie says hi. Subnet, how are you doing, Connie? Thank you for joining. Um, James is also saying the loyalty of the dogs was written brilliantly until the truth was in front of their face, and the way they associated places with what the master said, almost childlike. Yeah, 
Because everything was like one word, wasn't it? You know, master, food, outside, punishment, you know, and all that kind of thing. Um, it was very cool. Um, and Connie was saying uh, it does have a very crin- criminal mind energy as well. So she agrees with um, with with Phil there. Um, yeah, the art. Yeah, it was very Disney, very like cutesy kind of style. But that just makes you have so much more um, empathy for mm. the whole situation. And definitely when uh, the, uh, I can't remember his name now, Victor the Dalmatian was it. Um, when he was taking him outside and he was on the lead and he was like, you know, rubbing his face up on on the owner's leg and just that panel, he like, oh, that's so adorable. And then that <laughs> happens like two or three pages later, two or three panels later, and it's just, it is just heartbreaking. But to see that kind of cute, cuteness and innocence, yeah. and then it goes to that, it it just has a bet a better impact on yeah. the reader. It's like as the reader, you think you're safe. You think this is cute. This is safe. Nothing's bad's gonna happen, and of course, bad things mm. very much. But do see, why do we have that sense of security with a Disney-style art when we know that Bambi's mother is murdered? Yeah, yeah. Disney, you know, Dumbo's mother is brutally beaten. In <laughs> these Disney films, start <laughs> off with death and murder all the time. So why do we have this sense la, of security la, la. when we know yeah. bad things happen in Disney? Absolutely. It's, it's so maybe that was in their mindset they, they, they were thinking the exact same thing yeah. that they were going to like people have this sense of security that they're going to be safe with this but they're not so that's what they've done they've I think there's something in. about the artwork as well as in it is very much cutesy but there's so much emotion so there's a point where I can't remember the dog's name the one that's very supportive of him all the way through Girl. and he and he kind of turns and maybe I'm reading too much into it, but just looking into his eye, you can see the anger. But also, it looks like he's about to burst into tears because of the arrogant, with the the disappointment and the realization. I just think it's incredible for a for a My Little Pony esque kind of artwork. There's in, it's incredible depth in it. I think it really surprised me. Pete said that like a swear word. My Little Pony. I got four copies of issue one, but you know. <laughs> Um, also, I think it was very clever because we have some situations in stuff we've read before where, you know, the artist is very good at, you know, drawing anything but humans. Um, like they can't draw faces or anything like that. Um, so I, I'm, I'm wondering, you know, she's very good at drawing animals and stuff like that. But then you you notice that you never see a face. Every single face is covered um, until like the very end when you're dealing with that car crash. But then it's, they're all quite far away and small, um, so yeah. yeah I, just, I just wanted to touch on that really. Plus, it reminded me of the cartoon Cow and Chicken, <laughs> 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 just having like the waist down view, <laughs> like you, you never saw the waist up. Um, yeah, I think I think you know it was a good move, and it, it it keeps the focus on the dogs as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think as well, like if they, if they had to give too much detail to the to the master, like. I don't know, would it make you care more about him? The fact that he didn't see his face. Like, Shane's almost thinking like he's justified because you don't know what happened with the, with the owners, previous owners. So he's trying to justify his actions, you know? It's no. like, if it, but if, if he was like, if he was like a, a nicely drawn character, would they make the reader feel something for him? You know oh, I mean, I mean yeah, so? you couldn't draw him like, you know, if he looked like Klaus from yeah. volume one of Klaus, if he was like this stupidly handsome man, you that would, no, be completely inappropriate for this book. <laughs> So <laughs> like, how am I supposed to hate him? <laughs> yeah, that's true. And Connie says it's scarier not yeah. to see the villain. 
Absolutely. 100%. 100%. Um, Anything else on the art, or do you want to move on to our pages? Yeah, let's show our pages. Okay, great. So so let's get on to the pages. We do have some from us. Pete's got one, and we've got a few sent in as well from other viewers. Um, So let's just go in clockwise order, shall we? Pete, we'll start with you. Here we go. <laughs> it's Heart not a heartbreak. I'll, I'll give you, it's not the most exciting of pages, but this is directly after you see him taken outside and you hear the, the bang, and then the next page is, is that, and it just it broke my heart. I just it was um yeah, it's again like I say for me this entire book is about the emotional impact, and that page just crushed us because you know what's happened. And you see the grotesque side of it a few pages later on. Hmm. But this just told you what well, you know, that dog's gone, you know? And I just I just love it. I think it's simplistic. Um I just think it's I love it. I love everything about it. I mean poor Victor as well. He only had three paws. Yeah. He'd lost yeah. a paw in a fire and like hmm. oh. yeah. no, He thought no. he had a nice life after that, didn't he, in the fire department and then and he gets taken away and, mm-hmm. and he was quite naive as well at the start of the story you know he, he didn't really think about you know, like rusty had all like the, the burden of this new person coming in and having to believe her story and other ones were involved were were it was quite naive until it came to his turn to remember so That's yeah it. This, it was definitely a hard one but Peter, if, if, if this is your favorite page you're going to hit <laughs> <laughs> I, and i guess the only other thing i would say about about the artwork and the pages i will mention it earlier there but this series, I mean, it went it went mental. It, it did go crazy. But this series has got some phenomenal um, variant covers. I mean, mm-hmm. there are just tons. And, um, I collected a fair few, but there's blank covers out there. There's all kinds of stuff. Um, but some of them are absolutely amazing. Really, really good. Yeah, I posted yeah. the uh, movie variants on my Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Silence of the Lambs and the Friday yeah. the 13th was great. Okay, well, let's potentially upset Pete with Phil's pick. (laughs) (laughs) I just can't believe no one else picked it. Why would we? Why would we, Phil? I always expected every single one of you to have this page. No. But but even down to the artwork, down to the missing little paw. Yeah. It was... Don't get me wrong. I, I turned this page, and even though you're kind of... Like, refer whenever the 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 scene where the he shot him behind the the tool shed, you kind of actually you know he's dead, but you didn't expect to see that. You didn't expect to see his fur hanging and the skull at the side of the shed wall, whatever else. You just didn't expect that. So that was the first page. I thought, oh shit, you know what I mean? Like I was just like, <laughs> like that. That was a tough one to take. Um, and it, it was more for the dramatic impact is the reason why I picked it. And I just. <laughs> It was. It was really Connie good. Great point. <laughs> Connie makes a fantastic point. She says Phil <laughs> doesn't like excessive gore in comics, but picks the pages with the skin dog. Can I just say <laughs> it's not a skin dog. It's just the fur. The skin. The dog it's, isn't there anymore. The skin of a dog. Yeah, it's not, oh, not so thing. much better then. Yeah. You know. Well, I mean, if we read Hotel and the, and the guy who killed his wife skinned her and hung her up and hurt her to the dry, I'd, I'd pick that too. I'd pick that page. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Just to, just to put it out there. Um, but the, the fact that Hector Hellendees mentioned the punishment, Remus is the other thing as well. That that's yeah. really went for punishment, and it's almost as if it's to say, like 
whenever they were in that room for punishment, this is what you this is what could happen to you type of thing if you do mess about and misbehave. You know, it's like it was like a threat. It wasn't punishment, he was threatening them in terms of like look around you, there's other things here that could do you damage and yeah, it was uh yeah. It was just it was the impact I went for. Not so much the art style or what you see, it was just like wow yeah. with this page. Were you were you shocked when you because I know when I first read it, I kind of knew the dog was dead, but that's that initial turning of the page and seeing that. Yeah, really kind that's, of was like that's amazing. You just assume the dog's dead and gone. You don't expect yeah. to see his, you know, like the guy like playing off his corpse afterwards, you know. But then obviously you realise that he's a hunter, so he has animal heads mm. all throughout his house, and like, yeah, that makes sense. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, you, Sorry. you, you know, you from the get go from issue one, you do get the the kind of hints at what. Uh, you know, the owner is into what the master's into, uh, what he does in his spare time and as his hobbies. So, yeah, you, when you see it, you're not as shocked because you're like, oh, okay, fair enough, he, he does do that. <laughs> I did know that. Um, but you just don't expect it to be of a cute little Dalmatian dog. Um, all right, moving on. Shane. Oh. Yes, Imogen. Yes, I'm Imogen. Um, <laughs> he's a. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the master getting what's coming to him. Just yeah. absolutely fantastic, you know. Um, Earl bit his throat, ripped his throat out, and, like, get in there and rip his head off. Like, yeah. yeah. And then Imogen's, like, pushing him down the stairs, and now I'm like, go on, all the dogs, just get in there and eat him. Just eat, eat him. <laughs> I'm, I'm dying. Like, get I'm him. Dying. No, I was like, no, they got him. I was like, he's down. When, the, when he dropped the gun as well, I was hoping the gun was going to, like, shoot him in the yeah. face as well. Like as it bounced down the stairs, and he was just going to be a pool of blood on the floor, and the dogs were just going to eat him, and it was going to go the end, happy ending. <laughs> <laughs> Your happy ending, my happy ending is very well, different. They, well, the dogs did say he hadn't fed them since Victor. Yeah. So I was like, okay, yeah. then they're going to eat him. Then he'll just be at the bottom of the stairs, yeah, being yeah. eaten by the dogs. Hopefully, he's still alive and feels every part of it. And then, Jesus you know, Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> this is well, taking a turn, hasn't yeah. it? Yeah, it's a cool page. Though. I think what, what 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 I've noticed going through this, like you know, in the style, it is. I don't think we can say that that there are any artistically fantastic pages like we've seen, like like amazing splash pages or anything yeah. like that. But they are all pages that seem to have had an impact. Like we've seen it and gone. Like Phil's gone. Oh shit. You know, and Shane's gone, yeah, eat him. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, yeah, Pete, yours broke you. And um, the same as mine. This is the page where I shed a tear. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is where, what did you say his name was? Earl? Earl, yeah. Um, yeah, he, you know, yeah, he, this is on the last issue. And he's, all the dogs finally escape the house from, from the master. And there's too many cars driving across the road. And oh, I'm feeling funny just talking about it. And Earl, um, to, to to stop the cars, just literally walks out in front of the cars to save the rest of the dogs. And then it's 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 when they're all a wooing at the end, at the bottom of the page. So you're getting goosebumps. I did. I cried. This was There's an image really... before that, um, Scott, as well. I've got the book in front of me. Where he's, you see the... And again, we're talking about the detail of the imagery, I guess. Where you see his face... In the realization that of what he's got to do, mm-hmm. and as yeah. soon as as soon as you see his eyes, you just go, "Oh my god!" Because yeah, it's it's horrible. horrible. That Earl for me was the was my favorite character in that he he was the fault, I suppose, for Victor being you know 
destroyed yeah. and then obviously this is his redemption straight away it's like i know what i have to do you're right that look in his eyes mm-hmm. i'm old I, I i caused this i need to help you know my my, my friends and walking through in the traffic yeah but i need to ask the question i mean if i'm driving down the street and there's a guy wielding a shotgun in the garden yes I, yes I'm, I'm not I'm not he'd already he'd fired it yeah but i'm not saying stop because obviously i haven't got shot myself but i've at least like pull over far enough away and phone the cops do, do, you would do something or you just run them over like i just like the fact that like everyone's just oblivious to it yeah. his car was just zooming on by didn't think about this yeah oh look that's nice yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, connie has said every time i see that kind of dog i just think of the fox and the hound i just want to cry poor earl um and highland g as well uh, especially right after the other one getting her jumping through the window yeah, the oh, female dog. Yes. I can't remember her name either. Um, um, was it Roxanne? Roxanne, so. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, Passpoint Comics are saying, though it is a tough subject, uh, this is what makes indie books so great. Not bogged down with decades of history like the major comic book companies, but fresh new stories. Yeah, you know, this is a five-issue story, and by the sounds of it, everyone has been very invested mm. and has taken something away. Um, and Lee is saying, considering how quick a read this was, it was so impactful. 100%. Totally agree. Totally agree. Now, this is the bit I want to talk about. The story. Mm. This is the meat of it. You know? Um, as nice as the art was, this was the writing. Do you not have any more this. pages? Oh, we do! <laughs> yeah, alright, stand by. Let me get not- the... Scott was giving me stick before the show by being professional and stuff. I, I don't forget things like this. You know. <laughs> That's right. I'm here. I, I'm here to keep everyone in order. Okay. All right. I hear you, boys. All right. Okay. Here we go. So this uh, was picked by James and Connie. Uh, the last issue of Chapter 4. Um, so James has said, uh, with getting biblical Earl... Uh, yeah, with getting biblical, Earl felt a little like doubting... Uh, Thomas, he was so loyal to Master and couldn't believe he was a killer until you see the story of him being taken as a puppy. Um, the trophy cabinet of past dogs brings up very mixed feelings, but a great snapshot and a reveal page. Awesome, he says. And Connie has said as well, um, issue four was really the turning point for me in this series, kind of where it goes from good to, oh my God, um, the red colours really adds to horror, adds to the horror aspect of the story. That that's the image I was talking about, where you see the kind of the hurt in his eye, he's yeah. angry, he's pissed, but he's also you know he's he's got a tear. It, it, Connie's just mentioned that I hadn't really realised it till a second yeah. review. Um, that's Victor's head as well. Isn't corner, yeah. yeah. You see, I noticed that, but what I didn't was till just there now. There's it looks like there's blood on some of the knives in the cabinet. So like, is that like fresh blood of Victor's like on the knives? If you show it again, you'll see Maybe. some. It's just like. Do you know what I mean? It's just like you can see the knife on the left hand side. There's like fresh blood on it. Yeah. Is that you know? That's even even seeing that, that that little detail. Think of that. That's really really sad. Yeah. And just like Connie, we're all going to need a minute. Um, <laughs> we need to compose ourselves. We still glad I've brought a little joy to your lives. Yeah, we still have uh, <laughs> half an okay. hour of a show to do here, boy. Um, you know. Just in time for Thanksgiving. What I'm thankful <laughs> for. <laughs> Kev has also sent a page in. Here's his page. He says, I really like the pacing of this page. I was actually scared for the dogs. I totally feel the same. When I read this page, my heart was going... Dugun, dugun, dugun. Um, also, uh, oh no, that's, that's what he said. He just likes uh, likes the pacing and he was scared for the dogs. That's what he says there. 
Did we find out how? They... Oh, they dug out. I was. I couldn't remember yeah, how they yeah. got out. They dug yeah, themselves they out. I was able to um... say that the, the murderer guy. He doesn't have a name. Just the master wasn't. He didn't actually have a name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, he's quite. He's quite dumb as as a you know. Like, how to put this? Like, obviously he's a killer and he's got away with it for so long. Cause he has like fifty dogs over the, over the years, so he's got away with it. But he's quite stupid in the fact that like he's looking through. You know, the, the hat is open, he's looking through the dogs, like they're going to be somewhere in there, like you know, they are. He sees this yeah. other hole, and it's like, why does like peer over a bit more? Mm-hmm. It's, it's all like coincidental that he's, he's just having to stop shining the torch in that one bit that he did. Obviously, yeah, it's a yeah, story, yeah. But wouldn't you? A story if he didn't do Close, that, but I just yeah. think like he was a bit stupid, a bit dumb, yeah. but slow, which is good because he deserves to, you know, as Shane says, die a very painful, slow death. <laughs> Final page from, from the hood. Uh, here is this one from Highland G. Uh, he very short and sweet. This is when everything gets real. This is the for anyone listening on the podcast. This is uh, when the master is just eating his cereal, uh, looking at pictures of his previous victims, and all the dogs are just sitting around, just staring. Can you show that again for me? Sorry. Sorry. Is that like a, a cut up telephone on the table? Yeah. Yeah. I guess this is after the time the dogs tried the phone in the fire brigade, mm-hmm. wasn't it? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Little yeah. details. It's cool. I didn't notice that either. Yeah, that's cool. Right. So now this is the meat of it. This is where I want to get down into. Um, I really want to get into the story. This is what makes it. Um, so, yes. Um, Phil, what did you think? Again, super quick, super breezy, but very, as, as, as Liam mentioned, very impactful. Um, mm. I feel like this kind of like I'll remember this story, you know, even like though the dogs, yeah, even, yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is the other thing I need to ask as well. Like I'm not a dog person. Though. Like there are crazy dog people who bring their dogs to like the pub and bring them to the cafes and stuff like them kind of people. Do dogs have memory issues? Is this a, is this a thing where dogs have short term memory where they do forget their owners very quickly? I don't know. Yeah. I, well, well they say like dogs don't know. Like they don't have a time reference so they don't know if you've been gone for 10 minutes or 10 years that's why they're always so excited to see you when you come back into a room but they'll still always just pop to the loo and come yeah well they remember you yeah Yeah. they remember you as their person so so my dad has has got two shih tzus like i um they're only like six years old and i was like living with my parents when they first got them but now i only see them like every couple like every month or so but there's always like this little period of who are you and then they get like a good sniff of me or or yeah. they hear me and then go oh my god it's you and then <laughs> and then they and then it seems to just kick in um so i kind of i kind of get the the short-term memory yeah. kind of thing. I, um, I, sorry when i first read this i wasn't sure about i hadn't heard that before so i did a, a quick google thing i think it's called situational memory or something like that right yeah and um, where basically the, the remember sense and sounds and, and things but they don't necessarily re- remember the context of it so it, it's not like a linear memory like ours it's they'll, they'll remember that if you shake a tin that means food but not necessarily why or anything or, or the story around it right so that kind of thing okay. how the hell yeah. they know that i don't know how does <laughs> well, maybe the, if i shake a tin will you remember <laughs> yeah just ask them, just get a bu- they just got a bunch of dogs in the room and said do you remember me and they went no i went all right mark it down <laughs> <laughs> The reason why I said that too, like, like Scott says, there uh, with, with your dad's dogs. Like again, I lived with my parents. They were a wee Yorkie called Scrappy, R.I.P. Scrappy, and uh, 
didn't see him for like a month in between. But then when you go to the house, like he, just, he knew it was you. And he would run towards you, whatever else. Yeah, and like, yeah. He knew it was me. I loved yeah. that. But yeah. like, it's like a whole like month, whatever, before you see him again. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So would you have thrown him into a crocodile if you were being chased by one? Scrappy, <laughs> yes. I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I love him. Like, he was a brilliant dog. Fantastic. <laughs> companion whatever but like if i'm being chased by an alligator and i'm about to be eaten if i could slow the alligator down by even a few seconds for me oh. to get away how oh, fast are alligators could you not not fair. yeah but feel probably not fast i'm not very either, fast. Is it? speaking of the memory i i found uh, well i i hope i'm right in thinking that the memory aspect of this whole book is the driving force of the whole story you know why you know, it's it's a good concept to use, isn't it, to have the kind of drip drip feeding of clues of why the dogs are there, who the master is, what he's been doing. I thought it was very clever. Well, that was the main yeah, thing, yeah. Like, like you're saying, to kind of get Victor into the story, to get Earl into the story, you had to have their memories kind of come back to them. And obviously yeah. with Sophie, her memory only came back because she was cold. <laughs> And I used the, her lady's scarf to, to yeah. keep her warm type yeah. thing and straight away, like you were mentioning earlier on. The sniff, the smell, like that, that's mm. what kind of brought that memory back, and and uh, again, they needed that that kind of aspect to have those memory. Uh, what's the word? Regain again, so they could yeah. fall through. It was good. It was clever. That, yeah, and it was just simple and done really well. Exactly, and it was just so like sad to see all of these like flashbacks. To all of these yeah. dogs went through. You had the scarf. You had the pictures. Yeah. You had the you know, the the fire woman. Uh, and stuff like that, and you know, and Earl, how you know how he was um, adopted, let's say. Mm. Uh, <laughs> <you> know, <something. laughs> I don't, I don't know what to say. It's so, so no. awkward. Dog napped. Uh, dog napped. Yeah, I guess so. Um, but yeah. Can I but... just say as well? To be fair, the master, like like Earl said, he was good to the dogs. Like up to a certain point, he was good to the dogs. You know, and. As for the previous lot, lot of dogs that he had the heads in the cupboard, obviously he wasn't so good to them. Yeah, that's but a good thing. Maybe the same thing happened. Like they started to remember things, and then like the punishments came, and they'd done that. But generally speaking, with those set of dogs at the start of the story, he was good to them, fed them. They liked they liked him. They they were loyal to him. And that's obviously a good thing, too, because obviously Earl had that loyalty uh, towards the master. It's like, a, like, like you know, in human terms, it'd be like uh, Stockholm syndrome type of thing, you know. Yeah, that's true. Hmm. I was just like, as soon as I saw Imogen, this massive big bear of a dog, I was like, at first I thought maybe she was his like original dog and was yeah. watching all the other dogs to keep them in yeah. line. That's, she that's didn't do I anything. Thought. Yeah, I thought she was just like the guard dog, and she was going to be secretly like a naughty dog as well. But I was quite you, happy when she turned out to be. You knew she was going to have a part to play, and just think of it, this the art as well. It's really funny. I like, guess she was a big, big dog, but like whenever at the end, when all the dogs were outside, and I mean, she was just in the, the the upper floor window, like looking out. She could even go down. She couldn't fit for the. No, she yeah. couldn't fit for the doggy dog. <laughs> and actually, I want to give a, I want to give a, a credence as well for the police canine dog. He was yeah. so cool for such a small role. He was brilliant. <laughs> Like asking, yes. are you okay? Kept them calm and just like, don't worry, I've got. I'm here now. You're oh, safe. Yeah. Yeah. So Where cool. are the bodies? I'm on it, boys. Yeah, <laughs> he was cool. Yeah, yeah. I want cool. a comic of him, the canine yeah. adventures of Detective yeah. Dog. <laughs> There's a live action movie of that. If um, offer the name now, is it called Canine? Canine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> like there are spin-offs now of Stray Dogs, isn't there? Yeah. Isn't there one? Is one called Dog Days? Is that like a one-off, or is that like another five-issue story? I think it was a one-off, and mm-hmm. I think they did a follow-on. But I, I, you wouldn't be surprised. I've got the first issue of it, um, but I've not read it, and I've kind of resisted reading it because this, to me, is a perfect contained story. I don't think I want to know much more about the world and things like that because I don't know how you continue. So this, for me, is a, a one-story read. I don't necessarily want to know the rest of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I've heard mixed things about Dog Days. Is it? You, you you said that then, and and Klaus came to my head straight away, as in you know, great first story, and it kind of dipped after that. So I, I, I know what you mean. So just just don't read it. Yeah, this is, oh, this is one of our memories go. of this. And got, you don't um, want your memories tainted of such a good story. Exactly. Yeah. So we've got James saying, "Dog Days gives even more context to the story and fills out the arc." Yeah, uh, two issues it. and they follow the same story. And then Highland G says, "Don't read the spin-offs." They are just filler on each dog. Yeah. This is my this is one of my criticisms for the whole thing, and it's not really a criticism of the writing or the the story. I think it's just like it is limited. There's no doubt mm. that this is a limited story. You, yeah, you yeah. can't you can't possibly branch out because I think even if they started to kind of introduce not so much more characters but different things in the, in the little doggy world, you would just it's not the same. Like this is what it is. It's like it's like the movie Grease. You have the cast. They make the movie. Grease Two sucks because they don't have the same cast. It's the same thing in this story. You can't change what I, I, is here. I think you're absolutely right, Phil. But I, I've come to the realization, and I don't want to get into it, but with the Marvel universe and things like that, that actually there's nothing wrong with a standalone story. We don't we don't need everything to connect to fifteen thousand other titles. I, I'm perfectly happy with a five issue. What, let's look at Watchmen, for example. It's a masterpiece. We don't want more Watchmen. Stop trying to give them more Watchmen. Do you know what I mean? Just leave it be. And that, that for me, is the same as this. I'm happy with the, the story. I'm sure Alan Muir's loving the fact that you compared Stray Dogs to Watchmen. Absolutely. <laughs> I've heard he's a big fan. I've heard he's a big fan. Of mine, I mean. Yeah. Of yours, of course. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, uh, pacing of the story, yeah, I thought it was brilliant, even though it was in five issues. And it, even though it was a quick read, it's a horror. So I, I believe that horrors should be a quick read, like yeah. to keep up that pace and like the adrenaline of some of the moments, like the page that Kev showed where um, Roxanne is digging that hole. And it is very like time sensitive, isn't it? Like trying to get it all done as quick as they can. Um, yeah, and I, I, I felt the same. As Kev just just heart pounding, um, like come on, get out! What are you doing? Did you feel your anxiety increasing as you got into yes. the book more and more? Yes, yes. I did. Definitely. But see, that's the thing. Like, you definitely would not care as much if this was a group of humans thrown into this situation. Yeah. Okay, you'd have to you have to learn to about the humans to know if you are going to care about them. As soon as you see a dog, that's it. You yeah. don't want anything to happen to that dog. You don't need to know its backstory. You don't need to know anything about it. So you instantly care and you instantly are on edge every time the master is coming home, every time they're doing something they shouldn't. Yeah. So it's like this forced, like the writer knows what he's doing. He oh, is yeah. forcing you to the edge of your seat on purpose and you don't have a say in it because this isn't a relaxing read. <laughs> I'm, there for, I'm, I'm there for the ride, to be honest. And you know what? I'm really happy I had no idea what this book was about. Mm-hmm. Like, all I right. knew was it was about dogs. I didn't even... Like, I knew you had the horror variant covers, 
but I didn't even explicitly know that it was a horror book. I just thought it was going to be like a, you know, a very interesting story about dogs. And I was so, yeah, so pleased that I didn't know anything about it. And I'm just really surprised and happy with the story that I got, even as, you know, slightly traumatic and heart wrenching as it is. It's a great story. Mm. Yeah, yeah I be, but because nowadays there are so many variants for comics that go beyond the genre that that comic is. Yeah. So those horror variants could have had nothing to do with it. No. So yeah. I didn't even know. All I knew is there was a. I've only ever seen the Silence of the Lambs cover, and I just mm. assumed it was a homage, like those Do You Poo yeah. covers, you know, the Winnie the Pooh yeah. homages. So I just thought it was a nice homage. So I didn't know this was going to be a horror book about dead dogs and serial killers. <laughs> Thanks, Pete, again. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> to be fair, you're you're hundred percent correct. Like the, I, I had heard, you know, whenever there was hype about this book, that there was an element of sadness to what happens to the dogs. But I, like, I didn't expect at all a serial killer. Do you know what I mean? You, you maybe expect like, an actual dog. Like I've, I, my name here is All Dogs Go to Heaven. I'm sure we've all seen that cartoon, Scott. I don't know was that before your time. I'm sure, you've seen that. All Dogs Go to Heaven. Nope. Oh dear, we need to watch it. But it's a story. It's, it's like a dog world story. I was expecting this to be like in some sort of dog world, you know, where yeah. this is literally obviously it is, but like it's a serial killer, like a human serial killer. Like, no, well, who's seen this coming? If you picked up issue one from this in the, in the shop and had me a synopsis, and you. You'd be you'd be amazed to see that this is actually about human serial killers and the dogs and on what Shane said as well, but you instantly care for the dog. The dogs are vulnerable. They can't mm. do anything. They don't have opposing thumbs. They can't fight the guy. Obviously yeah. they did, but they can't fit it in the way that we would think. They can't phone the police even though they tried. It doesn't happen. Oh. So they're completely vulnerable. It's it's just you know, Those are good people. Yeah. <laughs> oh <laughs> darn. You're gonna make me cry. You need to stop. One day, one day, <laughs> we'll get you crying live. <laughs> no, don't like it. I don't like it. Um, I have a question. How many of the breeds can you uh, name? Did you name all the breeds in the Ooh, book? Nice. I was going through, and I, like, as I was writing my list, I was like, <laughs> that looks like her, and I've like listed all the breeds that I think they are. Right, so I'm not a dog there? person, so I have no idea. So v- Victor's not there. And oh, is, dear, don't and remind neither me. Neither is Imogen. <laughs> Um, for me, uh, uh, poodle, poodles there. Uh, poodle, yes. He- one of the Henrys is a poodle. Is Sophia Chihuahua? Uh, no, Sophie is a papillion. Uh, no idea what that is. Um, Earl, is he some sort of like a? He's like a hound, isn't he? Like a. Yes, bloodhound. Yep. Yeah, bloodhound. Um, and that's it. Uh, Roxanne, she <laughs> a husky. <laughs> A pug? Is a pug there as well? Um, yes, Killer is a pug. And so what the hell is that dog that looks like a gremlin? Yeah, the grey one. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I'm not a dog person. I just call them dogs. Gucci. The Gucci. <laughs> Gucci's a Chinese crested. He's a... Wow. He looks like a gremlin. Gucci's its name, isn't it? Gucci, yeah. Gucci's his name. So you've got... No, no, his wow. name is Gucci. He's a Chinese crested. Oh, so you've got okay. Sophie's a papillion. She's a yellow papillion. Rusty's a shepherd. Victor's a three-legged Dalmatian, obviously. Gucci's a Chinese crested. One of the Henrys is a bull terrier. The mm. other is a poodle. Although he's a mixed breed. Um, I think he kind of looked like a beagle, 
but he's more of a mixed breed. Uh, Roxanne is an Alaskan Malamute. Oh, okay. So oh, kind of name. like in the husky family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Killer's a pug. Imogen's a mastiff, and Earl's a bloodhound. I do like my like my dog breeds. I was going through mm. just like nice. <sighs> Nice. And it's Phil just goes, Shane's fun dog, fact dog, for dog. the week. Yay. Dog one, dog two. You do the breeds for the ones that were mounted on the wall as well. Oh, I know. <laughs> just ask him. Just ask him. Oh, my God. Shane needs his own trigger warning. Like, oh, my God. Um, let's, let's, let's go to the comments for a bit. Um, so uh, we had earlier on, Pete agreed with you. Uh, sorry. Highland G agreed with you, Pete about the fact that you know it's a standalone book and you don't want it expanded and it's great um mark also agrees it's a standalone sorry hamlet doesn't have a sequel no but it has a cigar (laughs) sorry (laughs) that was the worst pun we've had so far i know i know Um, we haven't had one this week And uh, in terms of the, the spoiling and stuff, Highland Gia says, I'm glad people in general are not spoiling this for others. It's so much better uh, the less you know going in. Yeah, totally, yeah, I totally agree. And I that's you know, I love that. Um and Mark is saying it was a just it was just a great idea for a story and well told. This year's version is eight billion genies. This is a story I need to read as well, eight billion genies. So when that comes out in trade, someone picks it, we'll read it. Yeah, can't wait for that. Um, oh yeah, Hanji says. Did you notice the master never calls the dogs by their names? No, he didn't. Did he know their names? But if he's a he does. Like he, says, he, says, he does call their names when Victor rubs his head against him. He says, "Victor, no." Um, oh. When he's leading him out to the shed. But to be fair, I don't think he refers to that. I mean, it's that one. But he doesn't refer to all of them, certainly. An Earl, obviously. An Imogen, Earl. obviously. An image of Imogen. He does. As well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shouts Imogen. Yeah. Yeah, Rusty, knows a few I, think, I think he knows all of them. But it's probably one of those things that there's so many of them, he doesn't know them all because there's so many of them. Like, I'd forget their names. I, 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 I do forget their names now. <laughs> we do and that. Shane, Shane just mentioned them two seconds ago. I forget yeah, what I, names I, are. I gave you their names and their breeds, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> well, what more can I do? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, okay, maybe... Maybe he's not quite right there, because Connie also brings up, yeah, when they're missing for dinner, he asks for Rusty and Roxanne. Yeah, yeah. okay, never mind. Um, is there anything else anyone else wants to bring up? How great was it when that, at the end, when the cars all crash and that woman mm. staggers out and the dogs are trying to save her and the master takes yeah, his hand yeah, and, yeah, his throat, yeah. and the blood gushes out and he drops dead. It was awesome. Yeah. The end. <laughs> to be fair, that was good. the favourite part. The yeah. fact that he died by Earl's hand, by like by, by Earl, it was Earl's yeah. bite, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, and that yeah. was like justice done type of thing. So Earl, <laughs> and I saved all the yeah. dogs. He might have killed a few humans in a car crash, but he saved all the dogs and obviously killed the guy who needed to die. Uh, and I mean, I, I read that as he realised that he was screwed. So he just yeah. took his hand off and let himself Yeah, out. yeah, yeah. There's no helping me. Uh... Yeah. And even if he does I get saved, it. he'll probably go to prison. Yeah. Oh yeah, because they—I mean—they were going to find the bodies, weren't they? No matter what, and exactly. everything in the house. But I just love that the dogs trying to get away still stop to try and save the woman. Yeah. Trying to save the lady. Yeah. They're like, no lady, danger, danger. And yeah. it's like, but then all—all all you see is bark, 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 bark. Yeah. You know, yeah. Everywhere. Yeah. It's, yeah. You know, and I—I I kind of saw myself like, even though we were reading what the dogs were saying, 
I was some now and again I was coming out in that kind of like outsider looking in perspective and just seeing these dogs just barking at each other. Yeah. <laughs> to talk, like... I thought you were gonna say you, you try to translate what the dogs are barking, what they were saying. <laughs> yeah. I mean in in terms of the writing, I, I agree it's a simple story. It's a very you know, it, it's kind of you know um but I don't know, I've like you guys, I've read a lot of comics over the years and and I don't know if it's like Shane said, because it's animals, but I cared more about the animals and yeah. the dogs, and the, I cared more about Victor than comic book characters I've been re- reading for 20 years. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, and that's yeah. got to be something to do with the strength of the, the way they've framed the story and the tone of the story to make you actually yeah. care and be interested you in know, what it's, it, it is like a, It is a complex story overall, but yeah, the writing, like the dialogue is so simple because dogs... You know their vocabulary. I, I don't imagine is very large. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> but you know it's uh, it's very clever. Like you know if if you're someone writing comics and your vocabulary isn't great, then maybe try writing for dogs. You know what I mean? Writing as a dog, and then yeah. you know you may get a story like this. And it's you know I'm not I have I've <laughs> never read the writer's vocabulary. No, I, this, this is what I've just realised. <laughs> I've never read anything else by Tony Flakes. But the fact you know he he doesn't just write the dialogue. He write he's written the whole scenarios. So obviously he's got a good head on him. Yeah, uh, and he's written a, a complicated, intriguing, interesting story. Uh, but. Yeah, the fact that it is simplistic dialogue, it yeah, it draws you in, and definitely the fact that it's dogs, it draws you in, makes you care, makes you feel, and want safety for these dogs as well. Mm. That's because the dogs are so loyal, even though the fact that, they're, that he's not the original owner of the dogs or their people, they're so loyal to him that <clears throat> they they would never suspect he would really hurt them, and that's yeah. what you you us as the reader, that's what the writer's doing. He's making us see that this guy is dangerous can harm them and these dogs are naive because they're not they don't realize until they do it's almost too late for well it's definitely late for for a wee victor um yeah and yeah it's it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's sad but like i say yeah. earl getting revenge was uh pretty sweet yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So, good yeah. boy yeah. good boy <laughs> right for the throat doesn't he like he doesn't go yeah. for the leg or it like straight for the, straight throat. For the jugular yeah Good dog. Scott just reminded me of the the book we read before. Um, what was that dog? Dead by that? Winter. Dead by Winter, and yeah, the dog yeah. was the star of that show as well. You know, Sparky. Yeah. Was it Sparky or something? Sparkles. Was Sparky? Wasn't it? So. Was, yeah. 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 We're all yeah. really bad at remembering names, so thanks, Pete. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Highland G has said it's all very real moments in this book. Nothing is comic book spectacular. Yeah. I think that that hits home more as it's relatable. Totally. Totally. 100%. Can you imagine if this was cats? Like how like sarcastic the cats would be. I mean, the cats would be more evil <laughs> uh, than the master, wouldn't they? I'd be rooting for the serial it. killer in that book, if I'm being brutally honest. It's just... <laughs> he would have been dead page one. They'd have killed him straight away, and it would have then been about serial killer cats by the end of it. <laughs> Don't trust cats. I'd read that. Yeah. But he'd never trust a cat. No. Um, I've got three of them. I don't trust any of them. I sleep with one <laughs> eye open <laughs> all the time. Uh, right? Are you uh, ready for your final thoughts and scores? Yeah. Uh, great. So there we go, everyone. If you've read along with the book this week, do give us your score. We'll add it uh, to ours, and we'll get a big average, and we'll see where it comes on the leaderboard. Uh, 
where will it be on the top 10? Um, but yes, Pete, thanks again for picking this book. It was a pleasure to read. Um, but <laughs> no, I'm, I mean pleasure. it like tra traumatic, but scarring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll definitely leave a mark on it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Pete, uh, would you please mind kicking us off with your uh, final thoughts and scores, please? Yeah, sure. So, <clears throat> like I've said, I, I've read, much like you guys, a lot of comics. And this, for me, was totally different. I've not read anything like this before. Um, and for me, it it was the emotional impact it had. It, I couldn't put it down. It's not very often I, I can just blast through a five-issue series without taking a breather. I, I kind of felt I had to keep going even though I was scared to see what was coming next and I didn't want to see what was coming next, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, so for me, it's the big emotional impact of it. It's the fact that I connected with the dogs, the, the characters. Um, it actually affected us when I was reading it, which is something I don't get from Marvel and DC these days. I don't care what the latest crossover event is. I don't have that emotional connection. Whereas with this, I really did. I was genuinely worried about them. And I guess the only other thing I would say is I got this, maybe it's what, last Christmas or the Christmas before and read it, like I say, there and then. And I reread it, uh, obviously, for the show, and it had just the same impact. It was just as beautiful a story. It was just a, just as heartbreaking. So for me, it's a, a perfectly contained little book that will sit on my shelf and I'll probably read every now and then when I feel like a good bubble. Um, so, yeah, I, I just love it. Absolutely love it. Great. So Out of 10? Um, I, I'm going to give it a nine. Nine. Perfect. Thank you so much. Uh, Philip, over to you. Um, clever yet simple. And I think uh, Liam mentioned it in the comments earlier on. A quick read, but impactful. I think obviously that's, that's the, the, the only way you really choose to describe it. Like it definitely ev evokes emotion. You definitely feel for the characters. Um, as we discussed, when you turn certain pages, the impact those pages present to you it's just like oof, this is this is a bit rough um art wise again it was nice it was lovely but not nothing outstanding but nothing bad really to say about it mm. i don't know i think i feel like it's still limited so my score i'm giving it for what it is will be a 10 out of 10 for it but overall in terms of comic books I think it's. I do. I think it's limited because I can't score it higher than certain books. I just can't. I just can't. I can't bring myself to score higher. Even what I'm about to give it is higher than what I give Kingdom Come, and I just feel it's quite odd. You know what? I, you know what I mean to say that. Bring um, exactly. So I'm giving this an eight out of ten because I think it's limited. However, that eight out of ten feels like a ten out of ten for this book. Do you know what I mean? Does that make sense? But it's eight as my score for the purpose of the narrative. So so a ten. Eight. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. nine, yeah, yeah, <laughs> ten. That that's a spiritual ten. Yeah, because <laughs> well, yeah. I, I, I can't bring myself to score it more, and I don't know why. I don't know what's holding me back. It's just, it's, it's not funny buggers either. It's just, it's just <laughs> like I can't score this higher than the books scored right. in the past. You know, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, okay, Shane. Um, I want to say I love this book, but I don't want to use the word love because that's the wrong kind of word to use for this book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, like, I, whatever the appropriate word is, I can't think of it, but I, that, this book. It was really good. I love a contained story. Like, I'm, how, how, how many times do I say I want a start, a middle, and an end to a story? I don't ask for much. That's all I want, and I got it. Super happy. I love that it's so confined to this one house. 
like the mm -hmm. story is this it's what happens in this house with the dogs and i love that i love all the dogs the art i am really at first i was a bit like oh it's a bit too disney-esque for yeah. um mature you know themes but then i was so grateful because had it been a more realistic art style and i saw victor walking out to the yeah let's not go there i, I wouldn't have managed the next <laughs> issue after that <laughs> so i'm grateful that the art was giving me just enough reprieve from the story so i could separate reality from an enjoyable story but yeah i, I thought this was fantastic and i i would i would have read this, I'm glad like I've been told not to read the other books because I enjoyed this so much I would have picked them up but now I'm not going to mm. touch them because I want this to be contained yeah. so I'm going to give this a 9 out of 10 because this was fantastic again not no not fantastic I don't mean that <laughs> I mean the appropriate word <laughs> I don't, I least, don't it, no good words you, for hurting dogs the opposite at least, <laughs> at least when you say fantastic this time around unlike hotel if you're not drooling the prospect this is fantastic you know, you, you know what this is you're happy with it but you're not happy with anything you're not cheering the, the death of these characters no, um, no 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 absolutely not the only character's death I was cheering was the masters at the end good Good. Uh, thank you very much for everyone's scores. Uh, you just got a few more seconds until we're done with that, and then, and then we'll count them all up. But um, yeah, well, what did I think? Um, the face of it, if you just looked at this book, you're thinking, oh, it's quite a simple story. Like maybe I don't want to read this. Maybe it's not. It's not intelligent enough for me. But then when you actually read it and actually go through it and see how complicated and complex and interesting and intriguing um and like you know this literally like drip feeds you into this situation in such a natural and organic way um i was i was hooked i was so like interested to see what happens to the dogs and like how the memory comes into play with it all um you know and and the fact that the art is very cutesy and nice you know it's it it makes things less triggering but then it makes all the dark parts i think have more of an impact because you expect cute things to be a nice story not skin hanging from a hook um and then um yeah and i, th I think it was a brilliant choice as well to use dogs in this story um but yeah if anyone is looking for a slightly messed up story with cute looking dogs um, then this is definitely for you. But this this will definitely stick with me. Um, it may even be a book I recommend. You know, you know. Ideal like, Valentine's Day present. Hundred <laughs> percent. I mean, it'll, um, it'll put you on a you list. Know, but <laughs> you know, I felt I felt anxiety, I felt intrigue, and I cried. I mean, f for a horror book to do that, I think is an absolute feat. Um, for me, this is a nine point five. Nice. Right, there we go. Uh, so, we've got... Oh, we also had a score sent in from Martin because he's away at the moment. So he, wanted, he has read the book. He wanted to send us a score. And he has said, uh, This was a surprising read. It started very light-hearted and then gradually got darker. This would be uh, a great R-rated Disney movie. <laughs> I'd, I'd like to own this on a hardcover and it's going to be an 8 out of 10 from me. So there we go. Thank you very much, Martin. Um, but yes, so let's just let me just do the the maths here. Sorry, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Ah. I'll do that in a minute. Let's just read through the scores, okay? So, Connie, 
I'm going to give this one a 9 out of 10, to be honest. Good story, fast-paced read. I have no massive critiques for this one, if I'm honest. Great, thank you very much. James, loved it. Swift read, but great and impactful. Emotional, 8.5. Highland G, great read. One complete story with amazing art, 9 out of 10. Liam, I love this. Quick, impactful. What else is there to say? 9 out of 10. Uh, and Mark as well, 9. Great storytelling, connects with the readers at an emotional level. One of the best comics of 2001. That Everyone's is, on the same page there, isn't they? That mm. is great. Yeah, 100%. He um, has picked a book with no, like, no one, like, scoring low, no one having a go at anyone for their opinion. Like, he's picked no. an actual book that everyone agrees on. We can't even do that. And we've been doing this for two years. <laughs> <laughs> so... All the scores are in, so thank you very much for everyone who's given us a score. So all of your scores in the chat and Pete, uh, you come to an average of 8.8. .8. Adding that to Phil's 8, Shane's uh, 9, and my 9.5 gives us a total of 8.8. Very good. There we go. So where does it go on the leaderboard? Let's show you. Straight number in. one, straight into number one. Full Pete, point ahead. how do you feel about a that? Yeah, wow. a, a whole Impressive. point ahead of uh, self storage, which was the previous hood's choice as well. <laughs> yeah, we're um, doing great this season. Yeah, we're picking really great, really great books. Um, but yes, thank you very much, Pete. It's been a pleasure to have you. Lovely to see you, and thank you for picking such a cool book. Thank you very much. Less dog murder in your less, less dog murder. Yeah, we'll go for we'll go for cats. Uh, can I just say, whilst, whilst I've got the opportunity, can I give a massive thank you to you guys because I've been watching your channel since I started on YouTube what eighteen months ago or something, oh, nice. and a lot of my favourite reads now, a lot of the stuff that I've collected, um, is based on your choices and the reviews you've done. So I think you do a fantastic job. So thank you very much. Thank you, Pete. Very kind of you. Yeah. If if Shane hasn't cried yet, he definitely is now. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, before we go, we need to tell you what we've got coming up from Kev tomorrow on his draw-alongs. And this week, he will be showing you how to draw a face. So he's taking it back. He's taking it back a notch. He's not going for art styles anymore uh, for this episode. He's just going nice and simple how to draw a face. Do you think that's because we've read a few books this, this year that don't have faces and we've complained about it? Please yeah, yeah. I'm going to text so many artists in yeah. that. <laughs> there you go, boys. <laughs> well, but yeah, there we go. Thank you very much. So that is on tomorrow at 7pm as usual, so give that a watch. But that's it. The only thing we've got left to do now is get your waves out. What's next week? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Gotcha. Here's what we got coming up next week. It's going to be a good one. There we go. Philip, what are we talking about? It's your pick. So this is this, the first pick of our Christmas, our festive, cheery reads. And it's a Naughty List from earlier this year. Weirdly, came out in the summer and not <laughs> like Christmas time. But yeah, it's Naughty List uh, from Aftershock Comics next week. There we go.
So that's what we got to look forward to next week. Same time as usual, same place as usual. And we've just got one less handsome man with us. Uh, so just I'm here three next of week. Us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, fair enough. Okay, right. Now, get your waves out. Bye, everyone. See ya. Bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. <laughs> Love you.